This episode went quite a bit long. And so patrons get a bonus 12 and a half minutes. If you want access to it, go to patreon.com slash atheist nomads and become a patron today. Atheist Nomads episode 156 news for July 21, 2016. The podcast you're about to listen to includes cursing and talking about hoo haws. Please be advised. We are the Atheist Nomads bringing you history, science, politics, religion, and interviews with leaders in the atheist community. Not all those who wander are lost. Welcome to another episode of Atheist Nomads. I am Dustin. Joining me as always is Wesley. Hello, everybody. And joining us today to provide a uh, not-white perspective is Ishmael Brown from the Angry Black Rant Podcast. Way to bring up my race, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm I'm not upset at that. We had Cal. We, we okay. Later in the show, we'll have Callie on to discuss LGBT issues, where uh, we got a not you know cisgender straight perspective, and uh, now we're making I sure that, that it's not all white people. Because Callie was just on the Gam podcast, right? Was just on God Awful Movies. Okay. And guess was she? Who, huh? Okay. Hmm. And they just got me on for the next week. So I don't know what's going on with you white men. Just lining us, <laughs> fucking making the lining circuit. us gays and black people up. What if I making was black gay? You guys would be confused. Like, wait, he's black and he's gay. What week should we have? No, if that was we, the case, we would have only the needed jackpot. Oh, if, if, if I was and black gay? and gay, could, could I bounce oh. Callie out of there? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Black and trans. I'm sorry. Black and trans. Even though it was the Gaytheist <laughs> Manifesto. Okay, so, okay, damn, so that's how I can get my show to really skyrocket. I can bounce, I, I can steal Callie's audience. All I need to do is be black and trans. <laughs> there you go. Okay, on that, good, uh, good to know. On that stewardess. <laughs> All right, well. Uh, Already we uncomfortable, come on. As one, as one word of warning, uh, there is a fire literally just uh over the hill from my place so uh there have oh, been right. some power outages in idaho if uh one of those happens to hit me all right so if the power goes out we'll just keep on going yep yep all right so uh, you, run, you run for the hills <laughs> no run for away from the hills yeah run it's away the hills from the that hills. are on fire yeah. yeah i'm actually all in right. cali and the hills are always burning so yeah you don't run for the hills in cali <laughs> Like when I was coming home from work, I uh, was turning onto the the street into my neighborhood, and I was looking up at the the hills, uh, the foothills is what we call them here, and the smoke was building up over the closest one, and I saw an orange glow on the smoke, right along the the ridge line. Like holy shit, right. that fire is only like five miles away. Is that what an orange glow means? Yeah, yeah, an orange glow. Oh, I didn't know that on the ridge line on the the yeah. So, yeah, flames are pretty close. Uh, yeah. And apparently, uh, eastern Idaho has lost power as a result of this fire, despite the fact they're several hundred miles away. Uh, apparently, it's caused some issues for power transmission leaving uh, the Lucky Creek Dam. Lucky Creek Dam. Or, excuse me, Lucky Peak Dam. Uh, it's it's not very Peak lucky Dam. right now. Damn it, still my line. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So, because we have... Uh, uh, 
a couple of really big topics that we're covering today. We're not doing the normal show. We're doing uh, several themes. Uh, we're going to go ahead and skip dusting off the degree, uh, other than to simply say anybody who says that religion pushes for human rights uh, doesn't understand what human rights are and how religion actually handles it. Occasionally, religious oh, people will use their position to include a particular group into their particular uh, tribe, but all it ends up being is slightly modified tribalism. And if you want, if you you don't believe that, uh, look at the KKK. Look at the way Islam treats people. Where if you're the wrong kind of Muslim, uh, you're dead. But if you're you're a black Muslim, you're fine. Or an Arab Muslim, you're fine. Uh, you just better not be not Muslim. That's just a, a different form of tribalism. Where instead of looking at what tribe did your family come from, it's what what tribe's God do you worship? And if you look at at religion and and uh, fighting for human rights, the only cases where it really transcends that is when people are being better than their own religion, and it's a rare thing to see. So anyway, okay. I just wanted to get that little uh, intro out there. And uh, Wesley, uh, what do you have for us for history? Hmm. This day in history, July 21st, the year 1925, the famous Scopes monkey trial in uh, Dayton, Tennessee, uh, concludes. And John T. Scopes is found guilty of teaching evolution in class and fined $100, which is about 1300 bucks now. Hmm. Yeah, so um, the Scopes trial, um, formerly known as the State of Tennessee versus John Thomas Scopes, and com- commonly referred to as the Scopes Monkey Trial, was an American legal case in 1925 in which a substitute high school teacher, John Scopes, was accused of violating Tennessee but- Tennessee's Butler Act, which made it unlawful to teach human evolution in any state-funded school. The trial was deliberately staged to attract publicity to the small town of Dayton, Tennessee, where it was held and scopes was unsure whether he had actually ever taught evolution, but he purposely incriminated himself so that the case could have a defendant. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> this is kind of really weird. Uh, early days of just, I don't know. It's kind of like reality TV, but yeah. radio. Wow. So let's see. Um, <laughs> The trial served its purpose of drawing intense national publicity as uh, national reporters flocked to Dayton to cover the big name lawyers who had agreed to represent each side. One of them being William William Jennings Bryant, a three-time presidential candidate who argued for the prosecution, and Clarence Darrow, the famed defense attorney uh, who spoke for Scopes. Trial publicized the fundamentalist modernist controversy, which set a modernist who said evolution was not inconsistent with religion against fundamentalists who said the word of God as revealed in the Bible took priority over all human knowledge. The case was, was thus seen as both a theological contest and a trial on whether modern science should be taught in schools. <laughs> so yeah, um, John Scopes was uh give you a little bit of background on him born in 1900 in Paducah, Kentucky. He earned a degree uh, from the University of Kentucky in 1924 with a major in law and a minor in geology. And uh, he moved to Dayton where he uh, was the football's high, uh, high school football coach and occasionally a substitute teacher. <clears throat> so, yeah, this is kind of weird. I mean, 
you had a, a whole bunch of businessmen in Dayton, uh, led by an engineer and geologist, uh, George uh, Repilia. I'm sure he fucking nailed that. Uh, saw it as a, <laughs> an opportunity to get publicity for their town, and sure do a good thing, but fucking you know get a lot of money coming into, into their town. So, man, oh man. Anyways, I am starting to feel an energy drink. Holy shit, this is awesome. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Then. Anyways, uh, this is kind of weird, but uh, and anyways, let's let's go at the end of the case. Um, they definitely got a guilty verdict. And he was definitely found guilty, but it was appealed to the Tennessee Supreme Court. And in a three to one decision, the Butler Act was still held to be constitutional, but the court overturned Scope's conviction on a technicality, saying that the judge has set the fine instead of the jury. Hmm. Uh, oddly enough, the Butler Act remained until May 18th, 1967, when it was repealed by the Tennessee legislature. Wow. Uh, interesting tidbit that I found, though. Uh, Scopes may have actually been innocent of the crime to which his name is inexorably linked. <clears throat> At, after the trial, Scopes admitted to a reporter, uh, William Kinsey Hutchinson, I didn't violate the law, <laughs> explaining that he had skipped the evolution lesson and that his lawyers had ke- coached his students to go on the stand. And, uh, yeah, kind of weird. <laughs> But uh, Hutchinson didn't uh, file his story until after the Scopes appeal, which was decided in 1927. So, yeah, just a weird little bit of history. Yeah. Interesting. All righty. Well, uh, dude, I got the sweats. On that note, we're going to take our uh, first break and then we'll be back uh, with Callie Wright. That is, if you're listening to the podcast, if you're watching on YouTube, there'll be a separate, uh, separate file. Atheist Nomads is proudly brought to you by Archway Hosting. Check out their low-price, full-featured hosting solutions at archwayhosting.com. That's A-R-C-H-W-A-Y hosting.com. Hey, we're also brought to you by listeners just like you. Find out how you can become a patron at patreon.com forward slash atheistnomads. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash atheistnomads. Okay, we're starting off the news uh, section a bit differently than normal, uh, rather than just going through a bunch of different stories. Uh, we're just going to be using the two news segments to be talking about some serious issues that are going on right now with actual experts. Uh, so for the first section, uh, we're going to be talking about what the hell is going on with uh, Republicans trying to fuck over the LGBT community, and for uh, for covering that, uh, we do have Callie Wright joining us, who has the distinction of actually covering more than one of the letters in that acronym <laughs> that's true i do i do in fa- i do indeed <laughs> yeah i have yes. officially been promoted to a uh, topic uh just figurehead i mean you are the person yeah wow yeah. that's a lot of weight to carry guys on yeah that the weight of the community is on your shoulders <laughs> no pressure yes <laughs> Yeah. All right. So one of the the big things that that has come up recently that kind of got me wanting to go for you know just what the hell is going on? You're you're in in Cincinnati, which is where the uh, Republican National I didn't Convention know you were actually at Ground Zero is happening. <laughs> no, no, it's actually happening in Cleveland. Oh, which is about oh, four shit. hours north okay. of me. Oh, okay. Oh. Sorry, I, well, I saw some 
incorrect stuff then they were they were courting cincinnati really really hard uh the reason cincinnati didn't win is because there was there was like five or six million dollars in uh upgrades that had to have happened oh. to the arena that they wanted to do it before they could so and i guess cleveland had a more like ready-made mm. like you can just do the thing here so yeah okay and so what they they're they're they've got for their platform is all kinds of crazy anti-LGBT stuff. It's including trying to get... <laughs> like, yeah, like, everything let's just, imaginable. Let's just make a list of all of the bad things that we want to happen to the LGBT community, and it's their platform. Like, that's literally what it is. <laughs> that is a really good way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, you take, I mean, it's conversion therapy, opposition uh-huh. to equality, bathroom bill, like, I mean, it's everything. <laughs> take all progress that's happened or that we'd like to see happen... And reverse it. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Wow. So pretty much if you had the Westboro Baptist Church, you had Kim Davis, you had Mike Pence, uh, asshole from uh, pretty, pretty much every asshole that's out there. They just pretty much wrote the, the RNC's platform. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's accurate. I think, I think this is a fair way to put that. Yeah. I know the American Family Association was heavily involved. So it was focused on the family. Oh, yeah. And, the other oh, far religious right asshole hate groups. Uh, yeah. And it's, <laughs> and it's, you well, and, and it's, it's funny because, you know, like any organization that has family in the name, you know, they're, or they're a hate group. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty much, that's pretty much the deal. And, uh, and it's just, it, it's amazing to me that these groups, I mean, if you look at the, the laws that have been introduced, like the laws that kind of mirror HB2, like the bathroom bills, mm-hmm. um, what I was reading is because I, I had the the I had the opportunity to speak to someone who works for the human rights ca- uh, campaign and a person who is actually it's her job to keep track of anti-LGBT legis- legislation. And someone in the room asked the question, you know, is there like a shadow group behind this pushing all of this? And she's like, you know, we don't really know for sure. But some of the wording in those bills looks really like there's all of these different bills that have really suspiciously similar wording. Mm. And so they actually think that it's, you know, lawyers from one of these anti-LGBT hate groups that are actually like writing these bills like ready made for people. There's there's a little bit of uh, overlap with like the uh, uh, in God we trust in in churches or sorry in uh, public offices also that it's a small group that just sends this stuff out to you know city council board councils across the country and it's just boilerplated in so maybe it's another little group like that well at the national level the legislators don't actually have time to actually legislate because they're too busy with with fundraising and at the state level (laughs) they usually don't actually make enough money to not either be doing favors for people who are actually funding them or actually having to work another job. So they don't have enough time to really do their own job. So yeah, of course, when somebody hands them a bill, they'll go ahead and do it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it's, it's just, it's sad because I mean, these people get elected to write laws, you know, that, that are supposed to be, you know, of, of a nature that is good for the public. And it's like, no, we're going to go ahead and seed that. We're going to go ahead and seed that to hate groups. We're, we're just going to let people like the most vitriolic, hateful people. We're going to go ahead and let them write the laws. And it's, and you know, and it's, it's done in secret because like I said, this, you know, this lady that I was talking to, I mean, it's her job to track this stuff. And she's like, yeah, we don't, we don't really know who's doing it, but like, 
it has to be somebody because you know like the wording is so much the same so mm-hmm. yeah it's just i mean it, like it sounds conspiracy theory-ish right like it sounds like a paranoid <laughs> thing but it's like i mean if you look at the the evidence it's legitimately there you know so it's yeah yeah and, and you know the whole conspiracy theory thing when you're grasping it at straws to put it together then that's crazy but there are actual conspiracies from time to time <laughs> right exactly <laughs> yeah this is a good example of that okay so some of the things you know you went through some of them but they want to get the supreme court decision legalizing same sex marriage overthrown i which like that's a notoriously hard thing to do in the first place uh-huh. to reverse a supreme court decision so like I don't have a lot of confidence. I, I I think that's more that's more like virtue signaling, I guess, than anything else. Like we're putting in this platform so people know that we're there. Like I don't know that they actually think that's a thing they're going to do. Well, one of the things to make it somewhat one of the hard one of the hardest things that would would do would be what the hell do you then do with the thousands or millions of people that have entered into same sex marriages? Well, in, in Australia, they actually had legalized gay marriage for I think it was like a day or two days or something like that. And then they reversed it. And all of those marriages were just made null and void. Wow. Uh, and, and I have to imagine in the nightmare scenario where that happens here, that's probably what would happen. Well, that's happened in a couple states where it was just a couple days before it, it got stopped. But then there are other states where... It went on long enough before they stopped it. They went ahead and they just said, all right, if it's already happened, it's done. Right. And so some of those earliest people to have, you know, same-sex marriages, they're in states where it wasn't allowed anymore, but they were grandfathered in. Right, right. Which, I mean, I don't know. Because the thing is, you know, with the Supreme Court decision, I mean, there was no law that was passed there. It was them interpreting the Constitution to say that the law protects this already. You know, so it's not like repealing a law or anything like that. It's just, okay, well, we're going to we're going to reinterpret this law. You know, we're going to reinterpret the because like, it's basically the 14th Amendment mm-hmm. that they're that they're worried about. Um, so it's like we're going to we're going <laughs> to the 14th Amendment says this. No, actually, it says a different thing. Like, it's just the whole thing is just so like when you think about it, like when you really, really think about it, it's like, is this seriously how the system works? Like this is this is a thing that can be done. <laughs> well, it, you got enough money, you can do anything you want. That well, right? Yeah, that's true. the The originalist argument with the Fourteenth Amendment is that when it was passed, it only applied to black men. That black men and white men were equal, and black women and black and white women were were equal, and so it didn't deal with anything other than just race. Well, the wording is vague enough that it does leave it open to any group who says I want to be equal to should be covered under it. Right. And I mean, I'm, I'm not a lawyer or a legal expert of any kind by any stretch of the imagination, but I mean, the wording is pretty like, I mean, it it can pretty clearly be interpreted to include almost anything, Mm -hmm. which, which, which I think is a good thing, by the way, I don't think Mm -hmm. that's a bad thing. Um, But it's just, it's amazing to me how, how much of a fight that seems to be like that. I just, I don't know. (laughs) It's exhausting. (laughs) Like, like this really bad thing is happening to gay people because they're gay. Yeah. Sorry. That's not a thing we're really concerned about. Really? 
like we're, we're we're okay with saying like okay race-based hate crimes are a thing like there, there should be there should be enhanced penalties for hate crimes based on race or based on uh, gender even in some places based on sexuality uh, because there are some state laws that, that actually have uh, there's some states that have hate crime laws that include uh, sexual orientation and their and their hate crime statutes almost nowhere does it include gender identity or gender expression and and it's it, it's amazing to me how that's not a logical conclu- logical conclusion that people would draw like okay if, if we're going to agree that there should be enhanced penalties for hate crimes we should probably be able to agree that like trans people experience hate related violence people are murdered for being trans people are attacked mm-hmm. and beaten for being trans so like if we're going to say that we think hate crimes are a thing and there should be enhanced punishments, I don't understand how there is an argument against including trans people or including gay people in that. Like it just, I I can't even doing my very, very best to make their position look as reasonable as possible. I just don't understand it. Yeah. They're assholes. <laughs> Well, right. I mean, that's what it really comes down to. I think it's fingers in their ears going, no, 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 I don't want to hear you. Well, right. I, I think it's, it's a combination of, of bigotry, like outright bigotry, like no gay and trans people make me uncomfortable. So I'm not going to do anything to make their lives easier. But I also think a lot of times it's indifference. It's, you know, this isn't personal to me. It's not personal to anyone I care about. So I just don't care. And so when someone tries to talk Gingrich to me about ar- argument, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and, and there's definitely uh, the the angle where if it doesn't affect them and they don't care or they're, they're biased against you know the people in that group, they're not going to see what they're claiming to actually be valid. They're just going to ignore it. Intentional uh, ignorance. Right. Yeah. It, you can't. And it comes down to they do what with their body? Ew. And... <laughs> I want the fuck out. Right. I mean, that, that's literally what it is. Cause any conversation I've ever had with anyone, like, you know, they can like on the surface, they can make these arguments that may just on the very, very surface sound intellectual. But like when you dip down even just the tiniest little bit below the surface, what it really comes down to is gay people are gross. Trans people are gross. That whole thing makes me really uncomfortable. And that's, that's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. You, I think usually you'd, you'd scratch that just a tad more and it comes down to the Bible still uh, for a lot of people. Well, no, I, I think I think part of the reason why it makes people uncomfortable is because of the religious attitude. Yeah. Um, so so, yeah, I mean, uh, th- that's definitely what it is. It's, you know, the, the idea of of masculinity and what masculinity is supposed to be. And, you know, there's men trying to be women. That's gross. Or men having sex with men. That's gross. Like, that's why that's why lesbians get a pass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, because that's hot. Exactly. Because it is. <laughs> I, I, I basically it's it's really easy. Like, OK, are people having sex in front of me? No. Are they doing it like out of my view? Okay. Then it, I don't really fucking care. And, well, right. All right. So let's, let's help them out. Like everybody else. You know, I, I, I don't want to see people of any, I don't want to see people fucking in front of me unless I'm paying for it. So, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, so I, I don't see, I don't see an, an ick factor there. I'm like, I, I, I don't know that. I, I don't think it's gross to be, for anybody having sex, you know, it, it's consensual. They enjoy it. Fuck it. Do it. 
I just don't see the the need to be an asshole about it. Well, it's and again, I mean, you know, w- when we're getting down to it, you know, I mean, the idea is that, you know, we're supposed to have really strong opinions and views on what other people do and that, you know, because we don't like a thing, we should be able to prevent other people from doing it. Right. And it's, I mean, that, I mean, that mentality, you know, I don't think I could confidently say that that mentality would disappear completely without religion, but I think religion is probably the primary driver of that because, because there's, I mean, there's really no other reason to care. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 I I really do think it's the religious viewpoint that teaches us like no we are the experts on morality for everyone else and we're the ones that have to fix all of these broken you know so so I mean I I do think it, it boils down to that in a lot of ways I think I think the impulse maybe goes a little deeper than just religion um, I, I think there's there's the the general sort of fear of the unknown that is kind of baked into our species because you know when we were living in the jungle anything that we weren't sure of we had to assume was a threat to survive right Mm -hmm. so like i i definitely think that there's 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 sort of a natural impulse that that's at the base of this um but that's not an excuse as much as it's an explanation like we understand where this is coming from so now we know how to dismantle it going back to the the is it all tied to religion angle? Uh, mm-hmm. I know for myself, my homophobia outlasted my religion by several years. And it took, to a certain extent, uh, I, I started listening to the Savage Love cast before I knew Dan Savage was gay. Yeah. Then I found out he was gay, and it was like, okay, that makes me uncomfortable. I need to fight that. And every gay caller he had for the, probably, the, probably almost a year made me really uncomfortable and after that it was just normal but it took it took effort yeah i I think there are a lot of cases where um people people leave religion behind but they don't realize that there are a lot of other ideas they have that stem from their religious belief Mm -hmm. that they don't think did you know because uh, and, and this isn't universally true, but I mean, people who grow up in fundamentalist religion, I mean, it's basically their entire worldview is shaped by their religion, even things that they wouldn't necessarily tie back to that, you know? So I, I definitely think there's a good argument to be made that, you know, even people who are atheists who remain homophobic or transphobic, like the fact that they're atheists doesn't necessarily negate religion's role in that. Because, I mean, we all grow up in this culture that has been molded and shaped by, you know, the dominant Christian narrative. Um, But but I do think it's important to call out, you know, that, uh, you know, I think I think religion, like when you when you boil things down to the root, religion is real close to the root. But I'm not sure it's the entire root, if that makes sense. I think religion is, is another manifestation of our need to control our environment, including the other people around us. And, and I, and I think there's a certain degree of that that's baked into our species by evolution. And, uh, and, and again, it's not an excuse. It's not saying like these things are okay because of that, but I do think it's important to understand where it's coming from. So we know not to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it, it's the, the catalyst that keeps it going. Oh, Without absolutely. that, it would die. Absolutely. I agree with that for sure. Uh, so w- one other uh, angle I definitely want to cover. Uh, one of the things that is in the, the GOP platform is uh, making sure that trans people don't get to use the bathroom they're more, most comfortable with. 
uh, Callie, you have a, a you have a, you know you 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 pee and you poop and sometimes you use public restrooms, right? I do, I do indeed, I do indeed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and say it ain't so. when, when you go into a public restroom, I, I, I'm I'm sure it is just to relieve yourself, not to uh, try to take advantage of people that are there, right? That that would also be accurate. Okay, and is it also fair to say that most assholes are uh, straight men? Yes, that is 100% fair to say. Okay, and that most violence against trans people is caused by straight men. Yep. <laughs> so I- I'm guessing you wouldn't ever be comfortable going into a men's restroom. No, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and, and this, this whole thing, I mean, it's... It's it's one of the most exhausting conversations that I have to have, and and, and I mean, and I, I don't mean to say like like God, why'd you guys bring me on here to talk about this? <laughs> like, because because I mean, the conversation obviously has to happen, right? Like, we have to fight against those things. But I just like I just keep thinking to myself, like, you know, there was a point in my life where like music was the only thing that I cared about. And then at some point I was like, you know what? This activism thing makes a lot of sense to me. And like, I literally never in a million years thought like, yeah, this activism thing is going to be cool. And you know what I'm going to do with my activism? I'm going to talk about taking a piss. That's gonna <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's do that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that never even entered into my mind. And, and, and now it's like, I mean, that's like the only conversation people are having about trans people now. And it's, and it's so frustrating because it's, because I mean, it's it's the biggest red herring in the world, right? Because you know, all of a sudden, people are care like, oh, what about the children? What about our women? You know, and it's like, well, you know what? First of all, what about your young boys? Because not a single one of you assholes ever, ever proposed banning uh, convicted sex offenders from public restrooms. They're already in the bathrooms with your kids and you mm-hmm. didn't give a shit until transness enters the conversation. So don't try and tell me that you're doing this to protect people because you're not, it's transparent. Like you, you're not doing this because you care about anyone's safety because you didn't give a shit about anyone's safety until transness entered the, entered into the conversation. So, and then conversely, like, I mean, there's, there's evidence that these laws don't make anyone more unsafe, right? There, I mean, there, there are hundreds of places, people don't realize this. There are hundreds of cities across the country that have inclusive laws that let trans people use the fucking bathroom. And in, it, it simply has not been a problem. I mean, it really has not. And then conversely, there is very much evidence to suggest that when you pass these anti trans laws, that people actually do get hurt as a result and people like mm-hmm. me become objectively less safe as a result. I mean, in uh, and, and I forget the numbers. I was in the room once where there was a person talking about they were doing the numbers on passing a non-discrimination law in Ohio. And so the calculation that our community has to make to give you the context here is, OK, so we want to push for a non-discrimination law in Ohio that covers uh, that covers sexual orientation, that covers gender identity and expression, uh, you know, when it comes to public accommodations, when it comes to employment uh, and housing and, and you know, all areas of life, right? So, yeah. so here's the calculation we have to make. Do we have enough support to actually do this, right? So mm-hmm. if, we, if we put this effort forth, do we think we have a reasonable chance of success? And there, there's – the pragmatic reason for that is that if we mount this fight and use all our resources and lose, that's a devastating blow. And we're going to have to spend a whole lot of time recharging uh, before we can do it again. 
The other side, the side that's not generally known or talked about, is the fact that we know these fights actually have casualties, right? Because violence against our community increases whenever these fights happen. People become less safe because of these fights. We saw it in Houston when they were trying to pass um, the Houston Equal Rights Amendment. I mean, there were trans women who were walking into City Hall simply to stand up and say, I'm not a predator, and they're being spat on in the Mm. way to city hall and they have people posting guards outside the bathrooms like vigilante people posting guards outside the bathrooms making sure that trans people don't get into the bathrooms right this is the stuff that happens when we advance these fights so it's not an academic conversation that happens in a vacuum right like Mm -hmm. there are actual consequences when we decide to have these fights we are putting ourselves in danger yeah like like it, it's it's not just a matter of we can do this or we can't do this you know when we put ourselves out there we are putting our safety at risk and uh, and, and that's something that i don't think gets generally talked about you know so like so like i have to take it seriously when a tennessee state lawmaker says i'm going to stomp a mud hole into any man in a dress quote unquote that i see in a bathroom i have to take that seriously or you know when i see somebody running for sheriff in texas saying that like I'm going to knock somebody's teeth out. I'm going to give somebody a free sex change, um, you know, because I'm going to beat the shit, beat the shit out of them because I found them in quote unquote the wrong bathroom. Right. Like it'd be a different story if there was no dominant narrative in our, in our society that makes us unsafe and that encourages and condones violence against us. Right. If, if that were the case, we could just ignore people saying stuff like that because they're like these fringe people out there saying silly things that no one takes seriously. But like people do take it seriously and you know, the, the, the state lawmaker that I mentioned, the guy running for sheriff that I mentioned when they said those things, they faced zero consequences as a result. Oh, I'm sure their their, ratings got a bump in the positive direction. Right. Exactly. So, um, so, you know, I, I think, you know, it's important to celebrate progress. Uh, I mean, for a lot of reasons, because there has been progress. I mean, um, I, I think I'm I'm a little bit less radical than some of my friends, and that I was actually really excited about uh, marriage equality because I think marriage is important for people who want it. Um, but I also, on the other side of things, I recognize like that's far from the the most pressing issue that we face when uh, you know so many of us are denied health care, so many of us are denied housing, and you know we face violence for being who we are. Um, but um, you know it, it's. Uh, God, mm-hmm. <laughs> I get, I get, I get worked up if you can't, if you, if you couldn't tell, you know, in the meantime, you know, I'm, I'm sure at the end of this year, we're going to be commemorating at least 40 or more people in the United States who have been murdered be specifically because they were trans because a trans woman had the audacity to flirt with a guy who found out she was trans and decided that he didn't like that. And cause that's, I mean, that's the stuff that happens. You know, so like it, it's so frustrating to me that the conversation is like, oh, like we can't let you pee in the bathroom because you're going to hurt our kids. No, first of all, fuck you, because you're more of a threat to your kids than I am statistically. And second of all, like, can we not talk about the fact that like there are people out there who would straight up murder me for having the audacity to flirt with them? Like, that's a thing that happens. You know, the fact that the the barriers to, to health care are so high, 
like there, I mean, there are all of these things that, and, and it just, it feels like we pick the most petty stuff because, because obviously the conversation is not about us. The conversation is about, you know, well, if we give trans people equality, what does that mean for us? Sorry, I don't give a shit. This is not about you. You know, really? I mean, <laughs> logically, though, what does it mean for us? Quote unquote, not a goddamn thing. Well, and, and that's really what it is. You know, I mean, there's the the saying that, you know, if, if you're accustomed to privilege, equality feels like oppression. And I think that's really what it is. You know, it's it's we see these these people who we see as the other, quote unquote, and they're gaining power, they're gaining influence, they're gaining rights in society. And we're threatened by that. And and of course, I just think to myself, like, so. I mean, why are you threatened by that? Like, like, talk to me about why you're threatened by that. And the only, the only answer that they can logically give is that, well, I don't like gay people. I don't like trans people. I don't want them to have power over me because they make me uncomfortable and I don't like them. Like, I mean, that's, you know what I mean? That they can, they can mm-hmm. trot out a whole lot of other arguments, but if you boil it right down to it, like that's, that's what you're going to get. Fuck that equal, equal footing is not power over somebody else. Yeah. Well, and, and that's exactly the point. You know, it's, it's what it is. It's, it's not that I am gaining my autonomy in society. It's that someone else's autonomy over me is eroding. Mm-hmm. If that, if, if that makes sense. So, um, you know, I, as a person who doesn't want trans people to have rights or as a person who doesn't want gay people to have rights, as I see that influence and that authority waning, you know, what you're losing is the ability to have power over other people. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's obviously an incredibly uncomfortable for, for position for these people to be in. Um, you know, so it's just, I mean, I mean, the raw numbers are there. I mean, these people these people are objectively more of a threat to me than I could ever possibly be to them. Yet the narrative is, you know, if, if I gain rights in society, what's that going to mean for everyone else? And, um, you know, like I said, I just, I just don't care. Like we're yeah. talking, we're because, because what we're weighing, because what, what, what other people, the, the way that other people see it is they're weighing someone's quote unquote rights over, so my rights over another person's safety when what the conversation really is, is my safety versus your comfort. Mm-hmm. That's really what the argument is about, because if you look at if you look at it objectively, there is no way that you are justified feeling uncomfortable around a trans person. I mean, if we're, if we're talking general statistics and who hurts who. There's literally no justification you can make for a trans person making you feel unsafe. It's, it's just not. Totally. So what you're really talking about is how comfortable you are, not how safe you are, how comfortable you are. But when we look at how many trans people experience violence, then we are, we are actually talking about my safety. I mean, it's sure it's a matter of comfort, too. But when it really comes down to it, we're talking about my safety because I, as a person who generally passes for female, uh, you know, wearing you know full on makeup, wearing a dress, got my hair up, my nails painted. If I walk into a men's restroom, my safety is at stake. Like objectively, my safety is in at, at stake. Period. Like end yeah. of story. Um, but but no one wants to but no one wants to see that because because they don't care about my safety because that's not what it's about. All right. Well, on that note, uh, we are out of time. <laughs> now that we have thoroughly depressed everyone. <laughs> 
<laughs> yep. Well, the next topic yeah. coming up is going to be uh, as depressing. Yeah. So anyway, um, Callie, where can people find you? So I host a show called The Atheist Manifesto, which is all about the intersection of atheist and LGBT activism. Uh, you can find the show on iTunes, on Spreaker, Stitcher, pretty much any place you can find podcasts, you can find the show. Um, you can find the blog at patheos.com slash blog slash The Atheist Manifesto. And uh, I'm Callie Wright on Facebook. It's C-A-L-L-I-E-W-R-I-G-H-T. I can all friend pretty much anyone. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you very much for uh, for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, guys. It was a lot of fun. Definitely. Always happy to have you on. We love hearing from our listeners. You can email us at contact at atheistnomads.com. Tweet us at atheistnomads. Send us a message on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash atheistnomads. Or better yet, call us and leave us a message at 541-203-0666. We might even play it on the show. You can also help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or your there's been a lot of violence uh, recently with black men getting shot by the cops and in response, some black men uh, shooting cops after the, the Dallas police shootings. And this was the day after I had posted a rather lengthy uh, thought out opinion on what's also fucked up with all of it and what needs to, what can be done to fix it. Um, The next day I posted just something from the heart that one of the reasons why I care about black people getting killed by the cops is I have a brother who's a police officer and bad cops are making him less safe. In the comment thread on that, I was called a white supremacist. Wow. I didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we have, have Ishmael here and, uh, Ishmael, I know for most of your podcasts, you've had friends killed by the cops, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what is it like as a black man dealing with the police in the United States? But I'm I'm well, I'm kind of curious like so your argument was that you actually know people who were killed who who were policed that were killed? No, no, no. One of the reasons so I'd already posted about how, you know, people deserve human deserve equal rights and Okay and due process and that no one should be executed without a trial. Definitely at least not without a trial. And that got almost no attention. So I did from the heart that one of the reasons why this topic matters to me is because they're making my brother who is a police officer less safe. Who is making your brother as a police officer less safe? Bad cops who are killing innocent unarmed people. Okay, because cause then I agree with that. Yeah. And, and so I, the way I see it, no matter how you look at it, whether you're looking at it from a standpoint of black people deserve to be treated as human beings and to not be murdered or, or executed on the streets, or whether you view it as we need a functioning society and that means not having a race riots, race war where cops are getting killed. Either way, something has to change. But wait, you're you're doing like a kind of okay. So it's either black people standing up for black people being legally killed by cops or a race war. Like that seems kind of weird because it's almost like the cops are saying, 
hey, if you guys are against us killing black pe- unarmed black people, you clearly want a race war. And it's like, wait, what are you talking about? We just don't want <laughs> innocent citizens murdered yeah. by cops. Oh, I was but, predicting I was yeah. predicting this after after Ferguson that cops were going to start dying pretty soon if they keep killing innocent unarmed people. If you have a minority group that is being punished and But it's not the minority group's fault. It's no, it's not. Like, Definitely it, not. It's almost like Germans Definitely being not. like, "Oh, the reason why America came into Germany and started to treat Germans that way is because we were uh, the Holocaust. Like, it's almost, it's a very, it's a very strange, like, thing to be like, oh, black people are upset that black people are being killed by cops. So it's black people's fault that they are making an issue about black people being wrongfully killed by cops. Like, that, that's not such a weird. That's not what I'm saying at all. What okay. I'm saying is if the police are oppressing a minority group, yeah. the only response you can expect is for that minority group to rise up. Okay. That is human I, nature. I, I, I agree. I if agree. you keep killing uh, unarmed people from a particular group, they will I arm agree. and they will fight back. I agree. And that I is agree happening. completely. Yeah, I agree. And I don't blame them. No. Yeah. <laughs> Not a bit. If if I agree. If the roles were reversed, uh I could definitely like guerrilla tactics like a yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> so what the fuck, America? <laughs> how how are we going how can we fix this? We know where it can go, but nobody wants it to go there. Because if it does end up turning into a war, that's people on on that's good for that's good for business. People on both sides are going to die, and realistically, it shouldn't be two sides. Cops are there to protect and serve their community, and Co- cops are supposed to be there to protect and serve. Right. Cops are militarized. I I see I see this as as good for well Republicans really uh, <laughs> yeah. or. Or military contractors, ones that want to get bigger and better, quote unquote, better weapons and military grade armor in the hands of military or of the hands of the police. And um, I don't know, take kind of uh, take over our country a little bit. Uh, yeah. Police state us a little bit. So Ishmael, what's 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 your perspective on all this? Please. What do you mean? Uh, With the. The it, bullshit that keeps going on. And is this fixable? I mean, it's, I don't know. I mean, it's America. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard for me to pretend that like, this is new that like America, mm. that like, there's a lot of racism, that there's a lot of other issues going on. Isn't part of just what it means to be America. I mean, we literally said what the land of the free while we were having slaves right mm-hmm. i mean it's it's just a uh, so yeah i i don't know it's I, I, there there's a lot going on and and i actually think there's good movement going on right now um i don't know but it's it's i i i don't know it it seems weird. 
I don't know how to say how I feel without being like, oh, but you, you're just a black guy who feels this way. And you, you know what I mean? It's very hard to be genuine about what's going on because I understand why I'm, why I'm being written off. So I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I know that America has never been good at all at treating any group of minorities uh, very well at all ever and usually quite shittily uh but i still think that it's it seems like it was getting better for a while and it's gotten a lot worse in the last you know 10 to 15 years eh, it was getting better for a while because it was being ignored but yeah. when a black man became okay. president we learned that it wasn't just toothless or, or one tooth um racist that were racist we learned yeah. oh it's educated people it's 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 people in congress it's mm-hmm. i i have always yeah. said the best thing obama could have done even if he didn't do anything is to show that this country is extremely racist and it isn't just like slack joyed like you 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 know we we like to write off uh, middle America and say they're just like, oh, those are the racists. No, there are educated free. Like they, there are people who are extremely racist who are as educated as, as anyone. Mm-hmm. So, so, so I don't know. I, I mean, it sounds good to say like America has gotten past all this, but come on. Oh, no. The minute Obama became president, we learned there are some friggin' racists who are as intelligent as well schooled. Like, come on. I mean, mm-hmm. it isn't just like, you, you know, it isn't just yokels from, from, from the deep South who are racist. We learned, oh no, it's, it's, it's people who have been elected into, um, who have been elected into, um, what am I trying to say? Into uh, regular Government. society, or I, that's probably not even the right word. But like, oh yeah, we have racist people who just are racist. Mm-hmm. And we just we just need to look at it and deal with it. But oh, we think it's just slack jawed yokels, right? Slack jawed yokels who doesn't know any better, or just ignorant, stupid people. No, that. That, that that that's not the racist that were emailing pictures of President Obama's wife as a monkey. It, it, it wasn't these like stupid people. It, it was educated people who just were like, "Oh yeah, I'm racist. I hate black people." Who knew? <laughs> so I don't know. Okay, so a good goal, uh, more realistic. If cops stopped killing black people, would we be? Uh, do you think we'd be in a much better place? Ew! Come on, stop! What right. did you just ask me? That hey, if cops <laughs> stop killing black people, would that be better? No, no, I totally don't think that will be a good thing. <laughs> what, like, what, of course. Okay, what more do we need? What do we need to do at, past that? Because that is an obvious one. Um, we, we just need to, we, we need to face racism. I mean, because 
It is racism. It is cops. The police system is a very corrupt system. I think if I was a bigot, if I was a hateful person, why wouldn't I be a cop? Why wouldn't I go out? And if I wanted to murder, murder people, I'd just be a cop. Cause I'm like, Hey, I can probably shoot black people in the face and get off with it. And I know that's very, a dumbed down way of looking at Mm -hmm. cops and blah, blah, blah. But I got to say like, Jesus, like cops are the one institution that can get off with killing people unlawfully. Like everyone else, like, and, and, and it's funny because I actually just posted something today on, on my wall. Even though no one asked me if I was whatever that asshole said, fuck him. Um, (laughs) But but like, um, yeah, Dave from I don't know, he's Canadian or whatever. Fuck him. Um, But but all I got to say is this. Cops, when in, in Cleveland, when black militant groups wanted to rightfully and I say rightfully carry arms. The head of the chief of police said, we need to stop the Second Amendment. We need to stop (laughs) people from being able to carry on. It's only when black people do it is that it's wrong. So he literally said, I don't care if it's against the Constitution. I am literally saying we need to stop people from carrying arms. Only when it's black people. That's it. It's only when it's black people that is an issue in this country. That's a serious issue. I said, if you ever want to stop, if you ever want gun control, legally arm black people, the Republicans, the NRA, everyone will say, okay, we need gun control now because black people are frigging armed. And that's a problem. That Mm -hmm. in itself is a problem in America. Why is why is it so like, oh, black people want to arm themselves? Okay, I now need to curb gun control. That's kind of scary. It's, it's, you were literally calling me a nigger. That's all you're doing. You were saying I'm a nigger and I can't carry a gun because I'm black. There is no other reason why. I mean, why else would I be different than everyone else? I should have the same right as everyone else. Except I'm a nigger. Completely. So two things. Uh, there are uh, two times in the country that uh, people just can't carry guns. One, they're black. Two, they go to the Republican RNC convention because no guns allowed in that motherfucker. <laughs> but why uh, are there no guns? Well, you were literally saying the Second Amendment does not count in the building where they are so pro Second Amendment. It's such a weird thing. The Secret Service won't it's allow it. It's fucking laughable, but you you know those fucking hot-headed motherfuckers would just start shooting themselves and it'd be fucking amazing. The RNC uh, doesn't have any say in the matter. <laughs> Not that they would have allowed guns in the convention. That's the the uh, Secret Service in charge of security. Yeah. Well, it, it was the police chief mm. who literally said, I don't care if that goes against the Second Amendment. I don't want them being able to carry guns wow right? he said that holy shit 
And contrast that to uh, the Dallas police chief. And who... contrast that to Obama trying to take guns and Obama's <laughs> yeah. trying to take guns. Oh, and... fuck. Well, the Dallas police Jesus. chief, he was complaining about open carry because it made it so they couldn't tell who was a shooter and who was a witness. Exactly. But, but that's the whole thing. Uh-huh. It's almost like they're arguing against their whole thing. Listen, you guys are cool with open carry until other people are in danger. Open carry is clearly not a good thing. A, a, a civilized no. society should not have human beings walking around with guns. It's just that simple. Mm-hmm. Well, a protest with people open carrying, which in Idaho, every so often, despite this being one of the most gun-friendly states in the country, unfortunately, uh, they open carry activists feel like they need to march on the Capitol periodically. Really? Armed protests... That's not peaceful protest. Exactly. It's the opposite. Exactly. And, you know, the the the, the Black Lives Matter protests in, in Dallas where the uh, the shooter killed the, the cops, uh, there was a significant number of people there protesting who were armed. And I don't blame them for that because they were probably expecting to have uh, and justifiably expecting to have somebody uh, try to attack them. But you have armed people at a protest? That's nuts. Exactly. It's insane. Exactly. I. Hey, That's a I militia. Totally exactly. I totally agree. A I militia totally marching agree. on City Hall or the state capitol. That's, That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. I still love the name of, of this group, though. The Huey P. Newton Gun Club down in Texas. <laughs> Gives me a chuckle every time I hear it. Well, because the... um. Black Panther Party was called the Black but, Panther Party of Defense. So, um, yeah. yeah. So Huey P. Well, the, I mean, the Black Panthers were, you know, kind of talking about what you were talking about, like uh, arm everybody. Yeah, and, it's literally saying protect okay. yourself from mm-hmm. it. It is as right wing as you could think. It's literally saying the cops may be out to kill you. Protect yourself. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, and I, I've I've just been waiting for and I, it's probably out there, but I haven't seen it yet. But someone going off about access to military grade weapons after uh, you know both of the the shootings of the police were done by legally acquired uh, military grade weapons, sniper rifle yeah. and assault rifle by veterans. By the by way, by veterans, yes, yeah. That's something that is not being talked about. They were mm-hmm. veterans. Jesus. Patriotic motherfuckers. Yeah. Who were exercising their second amendment right. And Jesus. You know, That's you can, scary. Yeah. <laughs> veterans. People we trained to kill. Jesus. Yeah. It's it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. Oh man. Yeah. I'm I'm just surprised it doesn't happen more often. I know. Oh, yeah. I can't lie. Like one of the things that sucks that it was that Dallas police officers um, were the the first ones um, to to get murdered was that they were or uh, murder isn't even the right word assassinated. They were killed because of their job. That's assassination. Um, that's a department that is actually trying to do the right thing. They've changed the way they do a lot of their policing. They're going for much more of a a community-based policing policing um, approach. 
they have increased uh, transparency and accountability. They are they, they're just the number of complaints they've gotten against cops has dropped uh, just in the, the, the current chief's uh, tenure uh, from like 137 a year down to like 19. Mm hmm. Obviously, they're doing things right, and it sucks that that department got hit. Baton Rouge, they but just that murdered someone. Means that one, that, that like they that were murdered sense. by a crazy person. Like uh-huh. it's not like he was yeah. like a Black Lives Matter guy who had this legitimate beef, and he was a fucking crazy like like we said uh, a military guy. Like mm-hmm. obviously, we don't want to bring up the military because bringing up the military in this country is bad. So, well, ignore that and just say he was a crazy guy who had these issues that he wanted to go out and kill because nothing about anything he did made me relate to him at all. He, I, I related more to, oh, you're in the military. You murder people. But I don't want to write the military off like that because obviously the military... There's a lot going on and it's very easy to pretend that like, oh, because you're in the military, you're going to go on killing. But I got to say, like, I'm not surprised every friggin person who killed cops were in the military. It's not surprising. Mm-hmm. We yeah. teach you well, to kill and then you find something to disagree with and then you kill. That makes sense to me more than anything. So anyway. Yeah, I know that there are definitely good cops out there and that there's a lot of cops that join for hopefully the right reasons of protecting and helping people. But I always I always think of like, you know, the high school bullies that, you know, yes, or the jocks that can't get a, a good job. Yes. Want to keep on picking on people or ex-military who, you know, again, are used to that regimented mm-hmm. uh, lifestyle mm-hmm. and you know, having a, a weapon on them and, and still want to patrol yeah. the streets. And they also get jobs in the police very easily. Yeah. Well, and, and one issue, scary. one issue that comes up is uh, the way our, our country has been gutting uh, taxes left and right. Training for, for police departments has been cut down so much that I saw a report recently that something like, Two thirds or three quarters of the time is spent on either how to use your weapon or how to defend yourself, not on how to de-escalate situations or how to deal with community relations or investigate things or how to actually do police work. It's just on how to kill people and how to keep yourself from getting killed. That's a you know that, that sucks. <laughs> even a a tiny step. What I would love to see is cops not allowed to have sidearms. If they need to have a weapon, have it in the trunk. You know, let them have that those few seconds to deal with the situation without without a fucking weapon. I've I've thought about that as as well. Uh, tasers. That's that's a tiny at step. least should be uh, on every single cop. And yes, tasers can kill and they can be abused, but it's a lot better than getting shot. Especially by somebody who knows how to make sure that you will not survive. You get shot with a taser, you're not going to be a risk to anyone, but you survive. And that right there would be a huge step forward. But one of the the other problems that comes in with the the way uh, budgets have been been gutted is 
There is a, a magic number of uh, on police pay where you drop below it and you guarantee that you're going to have corrupt cops. And I mean corrupt to the point of they're taking money from criminals and looking the other way or helping. We have way too many departments that have dropped below that level where the only cops that can afford to be a cop are the people who are doing it for all of the wrong reasons. And that's a serious problem. I feel you. I totally agree. Well, I mean, we have a lot of socialist programs in the country, like fucking teachers, police, fire departments. And, you know, I, I would love to see higher pay for all of them, you know, root out bad people and help, you know, try and get better qualified, better people in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you pay somebody a, pay a teacher a good wage, you know, you're going to be able to attract people that are actually want to do this and have good, good knowledge. And I don't know. I, just pretty much the entire fucking system needs to be changed. Exactly. Ground up. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there isn't an, there isn't one little area that doesn't need to be at, at best tweaked. If not just fucking overhauled completely. I agree. Yeah. The the problem is all of this needs to happen now. And at the same time. Yeah, because we are in the situation where society is getting more and more polarized, Militarized. on every topic you look at, where if you aren't 100% backing one group, then obviously you're in the other group. So either you want all cops oh, dead, obviously. or you're a white supremacist. Uh, no, that's bullshit. <laughs> that's completely bullshit. <laughs> we we need something to happen before the polarizing gets worse because every time cops kill someone or someone kills a cop, it's going to get more polarized. And uh, my fear is that before things get better, it's going to spiral out of control. Yeah, you're probably right. Well, I mean, shit. Sure, police police need to be better trained. We need to lessen our dependence on the military and the the money that generates we need to uh, better fund our education system all the way around we need to i mean there's not a thing that doesn't need to be changed we need to actually tax people and by people i mean the rich thank you (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, all right well ishmael i think you are out of time all right, uh, all don't right. Say it like that. No, no. I mean, you, you yeah, said right. You, you, you told had to me tell like, okay, Ishmael, you black guy. No, I'm joking. I'm <laughs> you joking. told me you had till six thirty. Yeah, <laughs> it's six thirty your time now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, do you want the last Ishmael? Your time is up. <laughs> right, your time is up, black guy. We're sending the cops to come see you. Deal with it. I'll send flowers. Nah, no, but no, I honestly appreciate you guys having me on and it was a good time. All right. You have any uh, other last words on, on uh, the topic? at hand? Fuck whitey. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You heard it here. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. Come on. (laughs) All right. Well, where can people find you normally? Um, they can find me at angryblackrant.com angryblackrant on Facebook just put in angryblackrant and you'll find me 
but I can't front. I really appreciated it, and I would love to come back on, to be honest. All right. Well, thank you very much. As a listener of the show, I'm going to assume you love my sexy vocal stylings. If you love the rest of the show as much as my voice, consider giving us the resources we desperately need to purchase quality cocaine and Red Bull. We make it super easy to make a one-time donation or to support us on a per-episode, monthly, or even annual basis using PayPal or Patreon. Find out more at AtheistNomads.com. Use the links on the right side of the page. A dollar an episode is all we ask. So for feedback, uh, first up, we've got Alice. Uh, I'm currently listening to your uh, latest episode, and as a transgender service member that has just come out, I can give a bit of clarification. Uh, The group Sparta, who deals with transgender service members, has also noted the verbiage that suggests that any new recruits will not get medical service uh, for their transition outside ongoing support, such as hormones. This isn't finalized, as it also allows a bit of wiggle room if someone carries out or comes out as trans after joining, though it would likely have to be after their first term of service, which which is initially four years. The 18-month stable is less uh, because they would desire to change, excuse me, the 18-month stable is less because they would desire to change back, but to ensure that there are no complications and that someone can go through the basic training phase and beyond without having to take time out to get hormones changed or surgical complications resolved. Rereading what I just said about coming out as transgender after joining, I need to clarify this isn't for sure, and we need to see how things go or how things pan out when October 1st guidance comes out. So, Alice, thank you very much for that clarification. And we had a whole lot more conversation past that. <laughs> yeah, Alice is pretty pretty fucking cool, so look forward to yeah. keeping on chatting with you. And then Alice also became a patron. Oh, fucking hey. Thank you very much. Hey, hey. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, if you... Yeah, I got a little too much energy. <laughs> if any of you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at contact at atheistnomads.com. You can tweet us at atheistnomads. Hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash atheistnomads. There, there's probably other ways you can get a hold of us, but those are the, the main three that people utilize. And you can always support us on Patreon or through PayPal. The links are on the right-hand side of the page at atheistnomads.com for all of those options. Well, social media is on the left side. But on the website, atheistnomads.com, you can find all of it. And my buddy Tom, I need you to reach out to me, man. Where are you at? Give me a give me a jingle. Send me a message. Need to talk with you. Anyways. Yeah, and yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. Uh, anybody that finds me on Facebook, feel free to send me a message and friend me. So, because, you know, I'm a whore. I'll fucking friend anybody. <laughs> so. All right. Well, that's yeah. it for this episode. Uh We'll be back next week with an interview. Thank you for listening to another episode of Atheist Nomads. You can find show notes and contact information at atheistnomads.com. Follow us on Twitter at Atheist Nomads. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash atheistnomads. Please subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or your podcatcher of choice. And while you're there, feel free to leave us a review. Theme music is courtesy of Sturdy Fred. Until next time, this has been The Atheist Nomads. Oh, fuck. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
That's bad. Oh, cool. that, that's that's how right. that works. So. He's the only one not prepared. Oh, I, all right. I feel a kinship <laughs> with him now. Totally. You and I are brothers. <laughs>